0: what's going on everybody my name is trevor
1: and my name is cyrus and you're listening to drinking with the dead
2: piss off ghost
1: meowdy everybody thank you for tuning in to the 18th Episode? I believe so, yeah. Right on. Uh, I've I recently heard we've been getting complaints about our uh, talking a little too much before the <laughs> before the intro, but whatever. Uh, anyway, um, thanks everybody for tuning in to Drinking With the Dead podcast. My name's Osiris and joined always with my co-host, Trevante. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Fuck. I felt like I had something to say when I was co- when I, when we pressed record and then it just just left. just left me. Uh <laughs> I, I want to give a big thank you to everybody who's been listening. We actually reached our uh 1000 downloads yep. across all platforms. Is that is that how right yeah. on? And and I want to say we we've grown since then because what what was that milestone? What was that? When the, was it? Yeah, was it like Wednesday-ish? Mid La- last week? week? Yeah. Mid last yeah. week. Yeah, and and you said we've we've almost hit the 1500 yeah creeping up so yeah man thank you to everybody that's, that's listening um you know we're, we we understand we're a little bit of a different podcast we're a comedy podcast with well not really different there's a lot of crime podcast out there yeah. but um you know i <laughs> approach I, it differently we do approach <laughs> it a little differently we try to be as respectful but with without you know hiding our dark humor that we we typically have every fucking day well today i actually went ahead and picked up um our brew of the day from our local heb i um got a fucking 12 pack of ipas so next episode we'll be also reviewing the other two kinds that they had in there um but this uh brewing company is actually out in Houston. houston they actually brew my one of my top five favorite beers what Crawford Bach. That's right. That's right. Uh, how do you pronounce Carbock, Right, Carbock. Carbock yeah, Carbach Brewing Company. And what I'll be drinking today is called Hop Tongue IPA, and uh, it it has a groovy little little looks like a checkerboard kind of.
2: Would you I say? Can see it. Yeah. Check,
1: yeah, checkerboard. Checkerboard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the O in Hop in Hop Tongue. Is a mouth with a with a
0: hop hop as the
1: tongue as the tongue yeah so that's pretty neat. Uh, let's read some specs here. Okay. Um, recycle, damn it! It says right there. Nice. Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. Seven point five alcohol by volume, seventy IBU. I know what the fuck does that mean? I feel like you've told me before. I always fucking forget. I what feel like means. I've told you before, but
0: I also forgot.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, oh, ooh, and then on the ooh, side, it has actually. a has a little little description. Um, if you're looking for the bitter truth, then you've got the right brew for seeking. Wait, for those seeking to what? It's very small text. It's very pull yeah. <laughs> <Blow> out your monocle. <laughs> Does that say wet their appetite?
0: yeah i think so it's just spelled w-h-e-t,
1: W-H-E-T. okay for those who are seeking to wet their appetite with the hop-filled delight this west coast style ipa will drive you wild Ugh. bursting with citrus oh citrus i can't pronounce that aromas and juicy bitterness, bitterness. Mm-hmm. your taste buds will become best buds with oh. hot tongue ipa <laughs> tell me if it's right i'm about to let you know How come you taste so good? It says at the top there. (laughs) Uh, I'll let you know.
0: Solid. Thanks, thanks. Remember to recycle it. Damn it. (laughs) (sighs) Walk us through. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's That's good good stuff. Yeah. 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 Super hoppy
1: or what? Uh, no, it's not. Um, but I'm concerned about that 7.5 alcohol by volume. I think it's going to hit me like a truck in a minute. Probably will. I can't wait. <laughs> so today, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of keeping this intro short because Trev was like, look, man, my, kind of my, my, my last episode was almost an hour and 10 fucking minutes. I mean, right before we edited <laughs> yeah. it, it was pushing. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And I remember even like, Actually, I dude, I remember being at like the 50 mark and then looking and you still had like three pages left. I was like, <laughs> fuck. I was like, right? do got a joke
0: i even edited a part out of that podcast uh-huh. where like we took we took a break so i could like turn the page or whatever and in it i heard you say like kind of quietly because you were obviously leaning back from the mic but i could hear you say damn bro is that all the pages that are left <laughs> and then i like i looked at it and i said yeah and then you just hear you go god
1: damn <laughs> <laughs> start saving those little like, in a, you know other files like just cut them and post them or paste them over there so we can compile them sometimes there's a lot of funny shit that happens yeah <laughs> we, we, we gotta start doing that we'll like just create another folder for that um so oh i apologize i was about to get right into your fucking story trev also has a beard wow this is so unorganized we are just off the fucking chain today oh yeah go
0: ahead <laughs> All right, since it is a variety pack, I decided, or we both decided that we would do two different beers. Um, so mine, again, from the same same variety pack, so it's a, from Carbock Brewing Company. Uh, this one is called Light Circus, and it, it is a hazy IPA. Just like Cyrus, I'll give you uh, a little bit of stats here. Uh-huh. So again, make sure you're recycling. Yes. Uh, 6% alcohol by volume, uh, 20 IBU. 12 fluid ounces standard around the National Beer Drinking League. Okay. Um, and then let, let's just, for the sake of time, get, or sake of time, sake of. Uh, the review. Let's read the little paragraph that's mm-hmm. on here. So we have Carbox Light Circus is a feel good machine churning out dreamy flavor from hoppy to fruity to tropical and back again. God damn. This hazy IPA radiates positive vibes so you can chill out with the zonk outs. Oh. <laughs> and remember that ta- the time you enjoyed wasting. Never time
1: that paragraph goes with the design. I don't it know if it does, you, you yeah, know, it's it, like a rainbow real 70s. Yeah, that's perfect, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it what looks it looks like. Yeah. That 70s show, like, like, <laughs> also, um, international bitterness units. Ah, Yeah. Well, what's the scale? What to what does it say? Uh, a scale to gauge the level of beer's bitterness. I wonder if they have like, does it start at one and go up to like, what is yours at again? Mine's at 20. What's yours? Mine's at 70 god damn oh here we go oh wow look the guide oh wow the guide! Look, we're gonna learn something today okay the general ibu guide american light lagers typically 8 to 12. i can see that english bitter 30 to 40.
2: okay indian
1: pale ale 60 to 80. uh double or imperial ipas i love those the voodoo ones are really good 80 to 100 that i can definitely feel Uh, okay barley wine 70 to 100 stout (laughs) I can't see that far away, and I thought that said Budweiser, and I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah, they're their own kind of beer. Stout, 30 to 50, Scottish Ale, 10 to 20, and a Porter, 20 to 40. Now you know, we know! Now we know. International Bitterness Units. I'm going to forget that next week. <laughs> well, I'm like, what's the International
0: Bitter's Unit on that? Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what? We, we actually have to do that just so we remember. We'll, we'll test each other when we're out. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go to Texas Roadhouse later, and when the waiter comes through, we are be like, look, you got the IBU need, on I need the IBU scale for, for your menu, the conversion table. The conversion <laughs> go ahead and, and crack that John open. All
0: righty. Here we go.
1: Oh! Damn! That shit broke the sound barrier, I think. God, it kind of pierced my that ears. Might, that
0: might have been the cleanest crack God, on the damn, yeah. thus far. damn, yeah. Let's get a little sips uh boy feeling. Oh. <sighs> That's an experience. Oh, that like the flavor changed like six times on that one sip. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what was it? Dude, shocking? it actually says that. <laughs> it says um Churning out a dreamy flavor from hoppy to fruity to tropical and back again. And I forgot about that until uh, yeah. I said it. And I was like, damn, that's a perfect description. Yeah. So the flavor changed like six times. I'm kind of
1: excited. Yes. Yeah, since, since it's a variety pack, it's a 12 pack. We got three of each. So I'm going to be having that on the second half of the pod. Dude, that is weird. I'm scared.
0: It, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. But like the way it, f- like, You'll understand it when you take your first sip yeah, yeah, later yeah, yeah. on, but like that, like it goes from hoppy to like citrusy to a little bit bitter to hoppy again.
1: Damn, dude, drinking this is—I should have bought tickets. So it's a roller coaster, <laughs> right on. That's really good, though. Hell yeah, I like it. I'm excited to try it, and and like like we said, the the little uh, the can is groovy too.
0: Yeah, Cam's dope.
1: Groovalicious. All right. So, uh, once again, uh, we, we are trying to kind of hurry up this intro. I think this is a good time. Usually we start like at 15. This is 10. <laughs> yeah. Made some not good bad. time. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. So, today's episode is going to be Trevor's episode it where is. he brings crime to my ear holes. Yes. To yes. digest. I do. And I, got, a, I, got a, I got a thick boy for yeah. you today. So, so I didn't heard.
0: expect it to be this long because, like, I started taking it. I was like, oh, I understand where this is going. This is going to be a reasonable length episode uh-huh. and then i started finding out all these other things and how other things were connected to it God And Then damn. next next thing i knew i'd put six hours in
1: writing <laughs> the fucking notes Fuck. <laughs> all right so i let you take it away homeboy
0: all right so uh what we're going to be talking about today um is known as the pizza bomber mm-hmm. and that name will make a lot more sense as the story goes on um, but essentially what we're talking about behind the pizza bomber is it's essentially, uh, has to do with a robbery of a PNC bank in Erie, Pennsylvania that happened in 2003.
1: Just in uh, Pennsylvania. Yep.
0: Sorry. We were just in Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we could have robbed a bank. We could have. <laughs> um, but before we kind of get started here, I did want to take a, a, take a shit in the sink. Sorry. Take a <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, but before we get started, I just wanted to kind of spend a little bit of time here uh, talking about some of the people that were involved, because there's a lot of people in this case, and I hope all the names don't confuse anybody, but I'll try try my best to keep it all organized. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of different people that are going to take place, or they, they come up in the story, but I want to take a little bit of time to focus on... Um, two main people here. So let's go ahead and start off with a man by the name of Brian Wells. So I just want to provide a a little bit of background here. Uh, Then obviously as the story goes on, we'll elaborate on these people a little bit more uh, as the story progresses. But um, Brian was born in uh, 1956 in Warren, Pennsylvania. Uh, His father's name was Harold Wells, and he was a Korean War veteran. Uh, when Brian was 16 in 1973, uh, he was a sophomore in high school, and he made the decision to uh, drop out of school and become a mechanic. And then when he was much older, he would eventually become a pizza delivery driver. Mm-hmm. Hints to why the title of this episode is called The Pizza Bomber. Correct. Again, mm-hmm. it will all come together later on. Um, so again, not, not really a whole lot of information there, but like I mentioned, we'll kind of learn more about Brian as the story goes on. Um, the next subject of the story, uh, that I kind of want to hone in on here is a lady by the name of Marjorie, um, Dale Armstrong. Uh, I can never say the first part of her last Mm -hmm. name, but, uh, Marjorie was, um, Never really, what somebody would refer to as being normal. Um, she uh grew a, a lot faster than other kids, so she was. Uh, bigger than everybody she her brain developed a little bit quicker than oh, most wow. people that's a flex yeah <laughs> um but she was she was kind of shy and and very awkward and just kind of because of that really oh, yeah. really lonely growing up oh. um, and when she got older she developed into like i said an extremely 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 smart um, woman okay uh, and she was also in her younger younger years was uh also very um attractive uh which caused she got a lot of attention from like guys and stuff like that and she was lonely oh well i guess yeah you she was like really
1: you lonely in your own space yeah um
0: but like i said she was very smart she actually had a master's degree in education i believe she had another master's degree she had like multiple master's degrees um and when she was in school she was actually uh, a very high-achieving uh, student. Wow. Margie. Yep. Um, well, I hope I like her. <laughs> I like her. We'll see. Both we'll see God how you feel. We'll, we'll loop back. <laughs> um, Don't disappoint me, Margie. <laughs> um, but every time somebody met Margie, they were always, like, kind of captivated by her intelligence. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, now that we have kind of established a very high-level background on some of the key characters in this story, um, we can kind of go ahead and jump into the events that took place almost 20 years ago. Mm All right, so let's go ahead and start on August 20th of 2003. So, this is the day in which the heist that I mentioned and that we're going to talk about ended up taking place. Okay. Um, 911 ended up receiving a call that a PNC bank in Erie, Pennsylvania had been robbed. Mm-hmm. and they said that a man showed up demanding a large sum of money and then walked away once it was given to him. However, something was a little bit off. They said that the man who robbed the bank was wearing a collar bomb. So he had a bomb attached around his neck. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the man that I introduced you to earlier, uh, Brian Wells, was the one that walked into the bank with the collar around his neck uh-huh. and a cane in his hand um, that was actually a gun. Um, then when he walked into the bank, he walked up to the teller, the the bank teller, mm-hmm. and then he handed the teller a nine page set of notes, uh, and a, a couple pages of that that those nine pages were seemed to be like instructions for Brian, and then uh, another page was for the teller. And then another one was for the police. So he just had a big stack of papers, like nine papers, handed them to the teller. Mm-hmm. But some of those were instructions for himself, like on what he needed to do. And then another uh, note for the police the and then, uh, another note for the teller. So he just mm. handed them the paper. Uh, and that's how everything started.
1: So he had his own set of instructions, which means he's not the mastermind. We'll see.
2: <laughs>
1: Detective Cyrus. Yes. Oh, Nothing gets past me once I had a beer <laughs> in my hand.
0: Um, in uh, in those notes, uh, the one that was specifically for the teller, um, it asked the teller to hand over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to Brian. Uh, However, they didn't have that much money on hand. Mm -hmm. Um, So he only walked away with around, I believe, $8,000. So drastically less than he set Mm -hmm. off to get. Um, After leaving the bank, um, he then headed to a nearby McDonald's um, to pick up another note. Oh, So he left the bank. And went to a nearby McDonald's and then picked up another note. Mm. Um, the But when he went to go pick up that note across the street from a Texas roadhouse, my ad. Okay. Uh, the police ended up catching up to him uh, before he could leave and then pulled him over in a nearby parking lot. Uh, Brian immediately told police about the bomb. So, and I don't really think they believed him 100% at first. So, one of the uh, policemen ended up walking up to Brian. He pulled out a uh, small pair of scissors and then started to cut Brian's shirt. And then it revealed the collar bomb that was around his neck. And then th- there's a video of it online. As soon as they see what it is, all the cops started slowly backing away from. Oh, fuck. Um, so one of the things I wanted to point out is while this was going on, the police said that Brian was actually very calm and responsive and his main focus was just getting obviously the bomb off of his neck. Mm -hmm. Um, But they they kind of found it weird how calm he was. Um, And it just kind of looked weird. Everything that I read, like even there's videos of him like talking while he's isolated from everyone, Mm -hmm. like with the bomb around his neck. And he was so like, like he was obviously wanted to get it off, but he was like very, very calm okay, and like collected and, and uh, had a cool demeanor um, but in efforts to uh keep everyone safe, the cops ended up um shutting down all the nearby roads okay. um so this ended up causing a little bit of a traffic jam uh-huh. um since there there was that traffic jam, this made it really hard for the the bomb squad to get to the scene and uh um, it, it took them way longer to get there just because all the roads were shut down and there was a lot of traffic, so it wasn't really easy for them to get to the scene quickly. And while Brian was chilling there with the the bomb around his neck for whatever reason, he wanted to uh, call his boss because he was actually out delivering a pizza, um, the... So uh, that sounds weird right now because mm-hmm. you don't know the context of the story, but like he was out on delivering pizza and then just ended up having to are going to rob a bank with a, with bomber a bomb around right right his set. neck. Yeah. 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 So wow, he, 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 man, what a fucking day. <laughs> yeah. So he obviously wanted to call his boss, telling him, hey. Probably going to be a little bit late little, coming back. Yeah. Um, the cops then went to the uh, pizza shop where he worked, and they wanted to conduct interviews, Okay. Uh, obviously. And then they found out that Brian had been sent to deliver a pizza uh, to an unoccupied radio tower that was nearby. Um, and I guess the police then started uh, questioning Brian about what happened, and he never specifically was able to... Tell the police who did this to him, or why he was doing it, or provide any sort of description of the people that he said were putting him up to it. He just said that they were they were black people, um, and that's all that he said. So okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was also around this time that the bomb started to beep. Oh god! And I think at this point it's when everyone realized that it was actually a real bomb. Uh, including Brian um, because he started pleading with the cops to let him quote unquote go find the keys
1: okay mm-hmm. all right so I hate to be that guy but I finished my beer god damn sorry <laughs> the story's so spicy it's so I think we said it on another podcast like I don't fucking... all I do here is is drink and listen <laughs> on my on your podcast so um, this is the one that you uh you um, mentioned earlier. Yep. White circus. White you, circus. Is that what you, you you did say it right? Yep. Light circus. Hazy IPA. Can't wait to taste this twenty international oh, twenty units twenty three flavors of Dr Pepper. Jesus, <laughs> I actually I don't like Dr Pepper. Uh, I hate Dr it's Pepper.
0: It's with me. Mm.
1: It smell is very subtle. I almost thought I had COVID again. For a second. <laughs> I was like I don't smell anything, but I smell it and there they real deep wow <laughs> yeah see it that's weird it's fast too it's yeah. fast like it kind of fluctuates through those flavors it's like a strobe light in your mouth yeah like real quick <laughs> i was like i'm not ready for what's and then i'm ready and then i'm not ready again I don't, this is wow this is good i like this It's, yeah, it's really i good. think i like that one a little better i think i like to- uh, hot mine. tongue a little better just because it is, it's kind of more straightforward. You get the hops, you get one taste. This one is, you're right, it's a fucking roller coaster of yeah. emotions over
2: here. <laughs> it
0: was really good, though.
1: Yeah, it is good. I would probably have like one of these. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can see that.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Awesome.
0: Cool. Well, diving back in the story. So after this bomb started beeping, um, obviously the situation got a little bit more serious, even though it's already serious, because now it's pretty much. Confirmed that 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 bombs most likely real Mm -hmm. and the next thing that you knew brian's eyes just widened and then then uh the bomb around his neck detonated um and that was also shown on live television fuck yep um and then oh three right yep in 2003 and then once the the bomb squad arrived um it was obviously too late obviously uh, because the bomb went off detonated and, and brian was dead correct um was he
1: the only casualty
0: yes okay yeah they had him like, i was about to say
1: good they, they so i mean you know there's videos positive of positive
0: like negative. this whole yeah. thing like i said but essentially they had a cop car here a cop car here and he was right here okay and then everybody kind of like a v like, formation like, yeah, yeah kind okay. of kind of yeah um, but yeah, and, so.
1: and then Brian was the middle of the v. middle. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was explaining it because you were like here and here in the fucking mic, like people, nobody else can oh, see. I forget <laughs> I'm not just <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to explain it. It was like one cop car is like one line of the V, the other cop car is the other one. Brian's in the middle. Yes. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, but like I said, the bomb squad was obviously too late. There was nothing to do now. But they ended up doing a thorough search of Brian's body and car okay. uh, and we were able to uncover more notes that revealed that Brian was essentially sent on a scavenger hunt where he would have to go from point A what to point fuck? B to point C and so on and so forth to complete certain tasks and gather more notes, which would eventually lead him to a location where he would get keys to remove the collar bomb. This is some expect. Saw shit, Okay, dude. do you want to hear what my next fucking note is? Yes. When I started reading this case and started taking my notes, I said, this is literally the script for a Saw movie. A Saw movie, I dude. I have that written Shut down. Shut the in my, fuck no, up. No, <laughs> what you, yeah, you are on the same wavelength. We start it's literally it. a what? Saw movie.
1: Yeah, dude. it be
0: a pretty good movie. But that's insane.
1: Okay. Um, wow.
0: But yeah, they found out basically he he was... Essentially, on, on a quiet, like some sort of scavenger hunt, at Correct. least from what they could tell, uh, based on the notes. And uh, after all this, they decided to uh, get a search warrant for Brian's house. Uh, they didn't find a a single thing that linked him to oh, no. uh, any of this. So, so he, okay. That being said, the notes and the collar bomb were literally the only pieces of evidence that they had. Um, also in the notes, it said that, uh, the collar bomb was basically booby trapped. Uh, so you could take it off basically yeah, 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 to yeah. avoid people from like tampering. Tampering. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, this really made things a lot harder because the bomb was still, uh, intact, uh, around Brian's neck, uh, when he died. When he died. And that being said... In order to get it off of Brian's neck without running the risk of one of the booby traps going uh-huh. off, they had to decapitate his head no. to remove, to remove uh, the bomb. Holy right fuck. Right in the middle of the street. They had to decapitate his head to remove the collar from his neck. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And one thing that I did want to uh, talk about that uh, I kind of struggled to understand in this case, and I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, um, was Brian's demeanor and attitude throughout the whole thing. So if you remember, I mentioned that how calm Brian was Mm -hmm. when he was talking to police. Uh, Also, when he was in line at the bank, there's actually like CCTV video of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, When he was waiting in line to talk to the teller at the bank, he also just reached to the counter, grabbed a lollipop and started fucking eating it. Okay, Like if you have a bomb around your neck, are you going to fucking first thing? Oh,
1: fuck lollipop. Uh, Oh, lollipop. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Well, I don't know because I feel like Maybe he was like looking for something to calm his nerves, you know? He was just like, oh fuck, I like lollipops, you know? I just thought it was
0: weird, dude, because he just casually reaches up, grabs a fucking lollipop, Uh, and and then even when he leaves, like they give him the money. He's walking out, and he's, like, swinging the bag of money in his little cane gun, like, walking out like nothing happened. Okay. So, it was, like, unusual how, like, calm and nonchalant, almost, he was about the, mm-hmm. the whole situation, until, obviously, it came down to... Yeah, the end. You know, yeah, the, the end there. Um, but one thing I also wanted to point out, that it really wasn't talked about too much, but... It was also said by Brian's landlord that he enjoyed doing scavenger hunts. There was actually, like, a local scavenger hunt that they frequently posted, like, in the newspaper or some shit. And it was, like, his favorite fucking thing to do. Okay. Um, So it really wasn't talked about too much, but I thought that that was kind of fucking weird.
1: What, to like scavenger hunts? No, not to like fucking scavenger hunts. I like like scavenger hunts. Do you? I hate them. I've never done really done it yeah, I hate um, them my parents did one for Christmas <laughs> yeah. they bought me a guitar and uh, they had they made me you go on a scavenger yeah, hunt. And, and it was in the it was in the tub I was so <laughs> mad I was still half asleep kind of yeah, I wasn't mad your but parents I was like,
0: never put bank scavenger hunts together they really you. did not no
1: I had a bomb wrapped right around my neck and they are like you gotta find a guitar before <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good.
0: Uh, but I I thought that was like a weird kind of uh, kind of connection or
1: weird yeah 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 it was kind of like yeah yeah um someone who loves scavenger hunts just is so happy to get stuck a scavenger on. hunt of a lifetime of yeah um <laughs> well
0: yeah <laughs> but now to get back on track uh, to the story so the the police were able to find out that the call that was made to uh, for the pizza to be delivered um, was actually made at 1:30 p.m. from a shell station that was near the radio tower that Brian ended up going to deliver the pizza okay to. so uh, the next step from here would obviously be to search the radio tower so mm-hmm. the police went out there. Um, from their search they found tire marks that matched Brian's car mm-hmm. as well as his shoe prints so they could confirm that he was actually there mm-hmm. um, they also found marks that showed a sign of a struggle um, and other than that they really couldn't find any other leads and there was li- literally no sort of forensic evidence at all in this case to this okay. point and Uh, I just wanted to kind of take a second there to talk a little bit about, you know, how bizarre this case is at this point. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
0: We have a guy who's robbing a bank with a bomb around his neck. And he loves scavenger hunts. He he loves scavenger hunts. He has a loaded cane gun with a shirt that just has the word guess written over it, like in Sharpie or some shit. Okay. Uh, And all of this is just... Part of some sort of elaborate scavenger, uh-huh. it like like I mentioned earlier. It, this is literally the script for a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just does this doesn't like when you listen to, like what I just said like that shit like that. It, it doesn't ha- it obviously happens in real life, mm-hmm. but like this is like a literally a movie. Yeah, it doesn't like it, I like I want to keep saying like this doesn't happen in real life. It obviously does, uh-huh. but it's not something that. It's like so bizarre and out of the ordinary compared to what other things that we talk about and other yeah. things that we see happen. Um, and I, I know this is already a mindfuck here, but uh,
1: get ready for another twist. Oh, I'm ready. This reminds me a lot of the uh, the Light Circus. The I Light idea. Circus,
2: yeah. <laughs> a lot of flavors little, in this yeah, one.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Um, so... Three days after the incident with Brian on August 31st of 2003, the friend and coworker of Brian named Robert or they called him Bob mm-hmm. uh, Panetti was found dead in his home. okay uh, hey, Once they found out his employer and his relations to Brian they immediately started to investigate the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, now what's interesting is that after Brian died, people started saying that, um, Bob or Robert, uh, started getting really paranoid and, uh, thought that he was next. So he thought cause, uh, cause Brian died like, Oh God, some, somebody's going to be after me now. He was just really paranoid. fucking paranoid yeah. for no reason. Um, and the the police actually had um, an interview set with Bob to discuss the incident that happened with Brian. However, Robert had asked them to reschedule that meeting for Monday. However, the, the day before is when he was found yeah, dead. Okay. So he had a meeting are scheduled with police right after brian died so they could talk to him get mm-hmm. some information out of him he said oh i'm not feeling great can we reschedule to monday and then on sunday he's found dead fuck okay um just kind of get a, a pulse check here so what are you what are your thoughts here how, how do you see things playing out
1: uh, i think margie is the mastermind margie's the mastermind yeah 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 based on her description mm-hmm. she's very smart she is very smart Brian likes scavenger hunts, and uh, I guess Bob seems like Bob seems like he was paranoid for no reason. Seems like he's paranoid for no reason. I think so thus far. I, I, I feel like because well, okay, uh, w- one more time. What is the relation with Bob and um, Brian? Uh, they're coworkers and friends. Coworkers and friends. Okay, yeah. sorry. You, 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 you had thrown in employer earlier, but you meant they shared the employer. Yes. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. And I, I was like, oh, is he the employer? Is it the boss? No. So he says, homie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Then maybe he knows who the mastermind was. Maybe he wasn't paranoid that he was next. Maybe he was paranoid that he, maybe he didn't want to give up information. Hmm. I don't know. I think Margie's the mastermind. Still think she is. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll um, see. I had so much
0: hope. <laughs> so um, eventually, the autopsy showed that his death was due to an accidental overdose or a suicide. Uh, oh. Okay. Suicide. Um. Now the police were going, go, uh, going in on trying to just connect all the dots. Uh, but they really couldn't come up with anything at all. Because, like I said earlier, there's just a massive lack of forensic evidence mm. in this case. And they had no leads at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they eventually, once they were not getting really any traction with anything, they decided to release photos of the collar bomb in cane gun to see if this generated any sorts of uh, new leads. Mm-hmm. Um also turns out uh, both of those things so the the collar bomb and the the cane gun were actually both homemade um so being that they're homemade they essentially described the suspect as someone who would be a handyman familiar with weapons of war uh, patient deceptive um, and really secretive that was one of the early descriptions that they gave for who the, the culprit of these crimes could potentially be. Mm-hmm. Um, the bomb itself was very intricate. And um, uh, throughout the bomb, there were kind of different uh, components and notes that were just thrown in there that really meant nothing and were just there to kind of throw off the bomb squad. Uh, it also had one combination lock and f- four key locks. Um but, the, like, I'll post a picture of the bomb on our uh, Instagram. Instagram. I don't know how people come up with that shit, dude. Like, it's very elaborate. Yeah, like, yeah There yeah. was, like, notes and writings and wires that meant nothing. There was a cell phone in there that meant nothing. Mm-hmm. And they were literally just traps that were there to make the bomb squad be like, wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were, like, warnings saying, if you do this, this will happen. Again, to cause them to read through everything mm-hmm. and waste their time. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. would run out of time. Uh, but like the bomb itself was fucking crazy. But essentially, all it was was two timers, like kitchen timers, yes, and two pipe bombs, and then the metal on the fucking bomb was scored, like cut into, yeah. so it would sh- like shrapnel would fly yeah, out yeah. when it exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a very intricate, like fucking bomb. Um, and the best way I can describe it is that. So do you know what like handcuffs? Uh, yeah. It's like a, like if you just take yeah. a single... I have a pair of fuzzy ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, kidding. Go ahead. Uh,
0: if you take a single handcuff, like yeah. one just one of the loops, uh-huh. that's what the neck part looked like. And okay, then, yes. And, okay, I know you, exactly what you mean. That's how it actually went on the neck and then in the front part like they had
1: to decapitate him to take that off yeah you couldn't just shimmy his little yeah it was probably like this thick
0: yeah around his neck Mm -hmm. and then on the front part there was just like a a box that went down his torso probably to about right okay so the the wrap around the neck and then a box down his torso okay uh another thing that is a little bit weird is that uh brian was given around uh based on the notes Uh, was given around uh, 50 minutes to rob the bank and complete um, the scavenger hunt, if you will, in order to to get the bomb off of his neck. Mm -hmm. However, when the police used the same exact notes to do the same scavenger hunt... They determined that there was no possible way that Brian could have p- completed that scavenger hunt in that amount of time. Oh, okay. So it almost seemed like he was. Always, impossible. He was, he was always die. supposed to die because mm. there was no possible way. Because like it was like almost going around the town. So like he would go to point A, do something. Go to another place, get the note, go do that task, drive to this place, drive to the next place. Mm-hmm. And there was just no fucking way he could have done that in, in the, amount, in, of in of the given. amount of time yeah. that, that he was given based on what was said um, in those notes. And like I said, this essentially led many people to believe that Brian was never supposed to make it out alive that day. Mm. Now, uh, let's go ahead and fast forward three weeks from Brian's uh, death. Yeah. Um 911 received a call from a man named Bill Rothstein uh who said that there was a frozen body in the garage of his house. Oh shit. And he vaguely mentioned that there was a woman who lives in that house with him that needed to be picked up by police. Shit. Um this woman was Bill's girlfriend and her name was Marjorie. No. Oh, Marjorie. <laughs> uh, who, again, I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, but just to add some more context around Marjorie uh, before we move on. Like I mentioned, she was very, very smart, but she was also mentally ill. Um, she what? Suffered, yeah, she suffered from bipolar disorder, oh, no. mania, pressured speech, narcissism, and oh, uh, a severe personality disorder. Um, also, it's important to mention that uh, most of the men in her life uh, didn't last very long. So, what way, what does that it's mean? It's exactly what she thinks. No, so, well,
1: no, 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 I think two things. One, they didn't cut it, she cut them off, or she fu- they're, they're dead. The latter.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh, so, for example, um, her ex-husband, his name was Richard Armstrong. Okay. Uh, died after he mysteriously hit his head on the coffee t- table. Oh no! Uh, Fuck. Afterwards, yeah. Marjorie sued the hospital for negligence and won one hundred and fifty or one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in a settlement. Okay. Uh, I we're well, not gonna talk about That's this cool. a lot. But she busted over suing people.
1: Okay. Yeah, she yeah, like
0: yeah. her response to everything was, "I'm gonna sue you." She's so dude. Yeah. I'll save that for later, but like,
1: yeah,
0: a little, 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 uh, little suspicious. Okay. Um. Also, when her husband was buried, uh, the guy who, quote unquote, hit his head on the coffee table. Yeah. Uh, she asked for a piece of his fucking leg bone because she hoped that she could clone him one day. What? So when he died she asked the coroners can I have a piece of his leg bone so I can clone him in the future
1: what the fuck <laughs> yeah.
0: that's why she sued everybody for, to, to pay for her cloning, <laughs> cloning machine. machine yeah, yeah. Um, Aside from that another boyfriend ended up mysteriously hanging himself and I believe that well, there was around five other boyfriends uh, that had uh, that she'd been with that ended up dying prematurely or to strange circumstances. So again, a little suspicious, but back to the, uh, the, uh, the story. So, um, but we kind of just talked about the phone call that, uh, Bill, Marjorie's boyfriend placed about there being a body Mm -hmm. in his garage. So that body apparently belonged to Marjorie's ex. And she, uh, yeah, she wanted uh, Bill to put that body into a wood chipper, which is why he called, because he <laughs> he said, I can't fucking do that. Yeah. So he called, he called, uh, he called the police. And,
1: Marjorie and has... Oh, man, that is a narcissist. I bet yes. I, I bet she probably had, she probably was been, I mean, and I'm just uh, speculating, but she was probably like flirting with Bill for a minute before, like to, to get him to feel comfortable enough for her to ask such a task. Yeah. Oh, this is my ex. Can you, can you go ahead and wood chip his <laughs> ass? Yeah. Um, that's that's narcissism. Yep. She's a narcissist. Yep. Wow, what the fuck, Margie? <laughs> yeah. So smart. Which, by the way, that is also another trait narcissism. Or narcissism Narcissists. Sorry, uh-huh. have is um th- they they are typically very smart. Yeah, they, they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Yeah, and they know exactly how to do it. And mm-hmm. It's so fucking and ugly. It's scary. Yeah, it's <laughs> ugly. Uh, and you know some cases are minor, but then some cases are fucking like this. Yeah, you know. So I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, good. Um,
0: so this is where uh, kind of all the dots kind of started to connect a little
2: mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm.
0: because the house that Bill owned was also on the same road that led up to the abandoned tower where Brian took the pizzas. Wow. Um, so they ended up going to the house. They, they searched the home and it, it was basically like they walked into an episode of Hoarders. Uh, the house was a fucking shithole. Uh, but they did find uh, the body in the, the freezer, and they ended up arresting Marjorie. Uh, now, why is Bill involved? So Bill's dumbass basically got a call from Margie saying that she killed someone, and he decided it would be a good idea to move that body to his house and put it in his freezer in his garage so that Marjorie wouldn't get in trouble. Okay.
1: Instead of wood chipping? Yeah.
0: All right. Um, But kind of long story short there, the cause of death was due to a shotgun wound. Uh, uh, Speaking about the the body that's in the freezer. So the cause Mm -hmm. of death ended up being a shotgun wound. Um, And we have Bill saying that Marjorie did it. And then now we have Marjorie saying that Bill did it out of jealousy. Um, the man who died, by the way, like I said, it was Marjorie's uh, ex. ex. Yes. His name was James Roden. Okay. Um, but police did determine that James was, in fact, killed at Marjorie's house uh, based okay. on like forensic evidence and stuff like that. Um, and then after he was killed, he was then moved over to Bill's garage. Mm-hmm. So uh, Margie was thrown in jail and Bill was let out. Uh, on bail just because he was cooperating so much with the, peace, uh, the police and actually ended up doing like a full like sort of walkthrough of the crime scene mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. So like he was being very cooperative and stuff like that. So he ended up getting out on bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually Bill was cleared by the FBI. Uh, I don't know
2: about that, but all right.
0: He <laughs> um, <laughs> tried to do the, the, the best he could. I don't know. Um, so when it came time for the preliminary, uh, court case, uh, for the murder of James Roden, uh-huh. um, Marjorie did not speak while Bill got a good deal for his cooperation uh-huh. and only spent a few years in, in prison for misdemeanor charges. Uh-huh. And then shortly after in July of 2004, Bill ended up passing away oh, no. uh, from terminal cancer.
1: Oh no, man. Damn, that sucks. Um,
0: even, uh, also, so, like, when, when he was dying and he was in, uh, prison, like, there was prison, the hospital or whatever, uh, a couple of, um, like, detectives and stuff would, like, go interview him and whatnot, and, like, mm-hmm. even on his deathbed, um, he stated that he had no involvement, because there, there was a time, because, like I said, like, the dots started connecting between the murder of James Roden and in the murder of brian wells at the radio tower that was just down the street yep. so they were like okay maybe these two things are connected so they were constantly like questioning bill and margie about like what went on mm-hmm. and they would always say like we had no involvement we did this but we did not do the mm-hmm. the brian wells thing and like even on his deathbed he said he had no sort of involvement with the the, um, the brian the blank Wells blank case say, and yeah. then around uh three months later Uh, In a shocking turnaround, uh, Marjorie finally ended up confessing to killing James Roden due to a fight that they had about another woman or something like that. Yeah, so she finally confessed that she did it. Yeah, Um, She would essentially pull the insanity card and get sent to some sort of like... Mental it facility, worked?
1: I believe it yeah, worked for her. It worked. Uh, Get
0: this, she only got seven years, I believe was her initial sentence. What the fuck? She only got seven fucking years okay. for killing somebody. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. At a mental hospital, not even jail. <laughs> yeah, I. well, I think she started at a mental hospital and then she might have gone to regular. Prison okay, 10-4, got you. Um, But while Marjorie was locked up, she wanted to like move prisons so she could be like closer to where all her money was and. She was actually very wealthy, by the way. I don't well, know about that. She, she sued she had people like two or three. Her oh yes, that's were, right. Her parents were rich. She had uh, master's degree up she, the yeah. ass. Yeah. So yeah. She, she she had money. So she wanted to be moved prison so she could be closer to where her money was and closer to where her lawyer was. because oh, gotcha, her lawyer gotcha. wouldn't okay. go visit her at the place she was originally at. So she wanted to um, move closer to where um, he was. So what she did was she wrote a note to the police so that she could strike a deal with them in hopes that they would allow her to move prisons. But she said that she had information on the Brian Wells case and thought that Bill was behind it all. Uh Um, And it was uh, actually very convincing, but the FBI found... Uh, A note in a storage said that uh, Marjorie wrote to uh, a bank Mm -hmm. about the bank emptying some sort of like safety deposit box that like had contained uh, items that were hers. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was pissed about that. And in this letter, it's basically her just fucking yelling at the people at the bank. Um, And really, why is that important? the bank that the letter was addressed to was PNC Bank, which was the same bank that Brian Mm -hmm. robbed. Um, So the FBI obviously wanted more information on this, so they ended up arranging uh, for her transfer so they could strike that deal with her. Um, But once she uh, got there, she said nothing, and she just kept pinning it on Bill. Um, and that's all the, she would say. She mm-hmm. would provide no context, no sort of proof, no evidence. She'd just say, oh, Bill did it. And that was it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, eventually, Marjorie did say something, though, that made a little bit of sense. So on the day of the heist, cops saw a blue van drive away from one of the locations uh of the scavenger hunt. Correct. So yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially they, they got the notes from Brian. They were like, Okay, let's go see what's at all. What's the location. next one? What's
1: the next one? What's the yeah. one before yeah? They yeah.
0: went to one. They got there. Uh one of the police got out of his car. He saw a blue van coming towards them and then turned around left. And they never saw it again. Oh, never even came up in conversation. Yeah, yeah. But now, but I mean, it's a public area, yeah, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like that's not your first thing, probably. Go but there was head. one detective that always had that in mind. He said for all those years, he would always think about that blue van, and he like even said in an interview, like I thought about that every day, and I was a hundred percent sure that the person that was up to this was in that van. Fuck. Um, but now that, and, and this wasn't really public information. Uh, so only that cop and the cops within that department really knew about the blue van. Right. Uh, now, Mar- what Marjorie was saying is that uh, Bill had a blue van that he towed away on the day of the heist, and it didn't show up again until his name was cleared. Um, this led detectives to believe, um, or this kind of made them go back to step one, because they were like, okay, this came up, but we missed this, mm-hmm. so let's see if there's anything else in this case that that we missed. Let's start all over. Step number 1. And work our way back to see if there's anything else that we overlooked or uh, just missed out on. Um at this time during this was around uh 2005 I believe. Uh a lot of TV shows started to like pick up this case so like America's Most Wanted and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. They it started love that show. Yeah. I used to watch show a time. This was like around 2 years after the heist so like it started to get like popular, they were trying yeah, to try yeah. to make TV shows out of it and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that being said, someone saw one of the shows and said that he saw Brian and, or Bill, sorry, uh, Bill and Marjorie at the Shell Station on the day of the heist together, which is where the call came from that was placed to order the pizza that Brian delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, uh, like I said, where the call came from for Brian to go deliver the pizza to the radio tower. Uh, also apparently Marjorie also uh, talked way too much to some of the other inmates in her prison and one of them ended up snitching on her yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and she She kept uh, trying to be a cocky <laughs> narcissist <laughs> motherfucker, man. Yeah, so she started she said that Marjorie mentioned that Bill had made the collar and Marjorie was actually involved in that the heist. In the death of James Roden were related. Mm-hmm. Um, so like cops had previously thought, uh, but weren't able to prove. Um, come to find out that Bill's uh, Bill's friend and Brian actually had a mutual friend who was a prostitute. Uh, okay. So again. So
1: Bill's, Bill's friend one, and one Brian's of, yeah, friend? One a friend
0: of Bill and Brian? Yes. No, just Bill. So Bill had a friend named Ken. And then Ken had a friend who was a prostitute and, who was also friends with Brian. Oh, okay. So now they have a connection. They have connect, yeah, yeah. So that, like, again, you could kind of see how things are starting yep, to, yep, yep, to yep, make yep. a little bit more mm-hmm. sense there. So that same friend, who, like I mentioned, his name was Ken Barnes, also said that Marjorie asked him to rob the bank and to kill her father. She asked Ken this.
2: Yes, oh, Bill's wow. friend to to rob the
0: rob the bank and kill her father. He did though.
1: Uh, oh, well,
0: we'll find out. Uh, so, uh, this point Marjorie shifted from blaming Bill because Bill's dead now uh-huh. to now blaming Ken because,
2: Sorry, because, blaming because,
0: because Bill died of cancer. And yeah, yeah, so, yes, like, yes. she don't have to worry about Bill anymore. So now Ken's saying, Oh, Marjorie did it. Yeah, she's switching her phone. I feel like now.
1: it's not really, she doesn't have to worry about him. I feel like Bill died and she's like, Fuck, fuck, fuck. I gotta find the next person. I gotta, yeah. I got you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So it's not, it's not, she, she isn't, um, you know, I, I I get what you mean, but yeah, so Ken was she also not, a dumbass though. Uh, you yeah. know what his
0: nickname was Dumb Ken, Cocaine Ken. Oh, I
1: was close. <laughs> hey, that's a better name actually. Cocaine Kenny,
2: Kung Fu Kenny.
1: Right on. Okay, so Ken Ken, she asked him to kill her father and and to rob a bank. Yes, but Brian was the one that robbed the bank. That's why. That's why. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like. I guess one, he didn't yeah. go through it. But go ahead. Go ahead. Continue.
0: Um. However, on December 9th of 2005, Ken admitted he was in on the heist and that Marjorie was the mastermind of it all. Yeah. Um, With her master degrees. Yeah. (laughs) But just to kind of sum it all up, Ken was basically saying uh, this as his confession. He said that the day before the heist, they had a meeting. Mm -hmm. Bill, Marjorie, uh, another friend uh, by the name of Stockton, who was a former roommate of Bill, uh, Bob, uh, and obviously Ken and Brian himself oh. were all present at this meeting. And um, Bob, which was yeah, which is Ken, who, not Ken, uh, which was Brian's best yes. friend, right? Yeah. Um, on the day of the heist, it, here's here's essentially what Ken's saying went down. Okay. Apparently, Marjorie met up with Ken. And Jim uh, was supposed to be the getaway driver. And Ken asked Marjorie...
1: Who's Jim? Hold on. Sorry. I'm Jim, l- losing people now. He's the b- freezer guy. Yes. Oh, that was James. Oh, Jim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes You said James earlier. Oh, did I? Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, Jim is short yeah. for James. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Jim. Um, so,
0: he, he was supposed to be the getaway driver. So, uh, Ken asked Marjorie... Uh, where he was and she said that he was sick but as we know she was he's dead. already been dead and he's in a freezer yeah. in Bill's garage. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So it seems
1: there he got like cold feet or something cold or feet, was gonna go to the cops much. or something. Yep. So or the baby. They, they were, just they were trying to trying to take off you know um, uh, how do you how do you say it? Uh, fuck. Not split it as between as much people? Yeah yeah there yeah. you go. Oh
0: yeah yeah. Um, yeah higher cut there mm-hmm.
1: you go. Yeah they wanted a higher cut took out, took out one of them so they can split it yeah, a more evenly. Yeah,
0: um, but after uh, they they after they like kind of met and everybody got together, they ended up going to the shell station to order the pizza. Uh, they then waited for Brian at the radio tower. Uh, Brian got a little bit freaked out and tried to run. Uh, so Ken kind of roughed them up a little bit, and then Bill shot a gun straight up in the air to kind of get them to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and calm down. Uh, and then from there, uh, Marjorie and Stockton put the bomb
1: mm-hmm. around his neck. So that was the plan. But What did Brian like realize what was about to happen? He's like, nope, I'm not down for that. Let's sidebar that for, okay, okay. for the
0: very end because I did want to talk about okay, okay. that. Um, I don't think that a- at this point Brian really knew if the bomb was real or if it was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, that basically answered my question. Yeah, yeah. okay, there you go. <laughs> And then Marjorie actually told him, after handing over the set of notes, that if he got caught, he was to blame it on some black guys, uh, so it would deter attention away from them. That's fucking stupid. Yep. Fuck and, you, Marjorie. Yep. And then Marge. <laughs> and then Bill gave him the the cane gun and told him to use it if he needed to. Uh, and then they all watched the whole thing unfold from a nearby parking lot. Uh, But long story short, uh, Ken and Marjorie actually got charged with all of this. Uh, and Stockton ended up striking a deal by testifying against Marjorie. Mm. Um, yeah,
1: there wasn't much on him, huh? Not really. He was kind he, of just like the... that. That's the reason why
0: he got off on a deal was because he 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 was involved, but not involved. He, he, <laughs> like, yeah. he was involved, yeah. but he yeah okay. Uh, he actually tried to help Bill build the bomb, and Bill was like, "You're fucking stupid. I'll do it myself." Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that that was the day he was like, "I'm gonna rat you, motherfuckers! How dare you!" Um, but the question on whether or not Brian is a victim or an accomplice is still up in the air to this it day. It seems like he's an accomplice uh, now. And to add some kind of closure, in February of 2011, uh, Marjorie was sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stockton got off free after serving for an unrelated uh, sentence. Okay. And then Ken also got life, in, life as well, I believe. Um, but
1: in in 11 too? two thousand eleven yes oh, okay uh
0: and then Marjorie died in, in two thousand seventeen thank God because she's fucking annoying yeah I'm so sick of hearing her fucking voice on the fucking documentary uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> I finally got ten minutes of peace at the end of that that documentary because she's dead now
0: yeah so like th- th- like I said there's a lot of components and moving parts to there the is story so there's sh- uh, wow. There's a lot of aspects and things i had to leave out just for the sake of time but i would definitely recommend like looking into this for yourself because it is really interesting and it's one of those things where you're never really gonna know what what truly happened mm-hmm. who was involved mm-hmm. who did it willingly who didn't and and like it, it's just all like so weird and bizarre and like interesting honestly And i would yeah. definitely recommend looking into it for yourself
1: yeah yeah definitely check it out um i'm sorry who are you what did you think I think they were all accomplices, and I think it was a heist gone wrong. It just one one after another, one loose end had to, had to be taken off. Whether it was James who got cold feet, or maybe they were like, you know what, we want a hire cut. Unfortunately, took him out. Um, Brian, what do you think about, yeah, what do you think I, I about think, Brian. I think I I think Brian was definitely in on it. I think Ken was as well. Um, Ken died, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ken. No, 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 not Ken. Oh, I'm sorry. He, no, no, not I, Ken. Ken, Ken. Uh, fuck. There's so many Bill? people I'm trying to remember. No, Brian's best friend. Oh, Bob. Bob. Yeah. He there you got go.
0: Overdosed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He overdosed. Yeah. So, so Bob got nervous. Maybe he was like, "Oh shit," you know. Yeah. Brian failed. Now you know. Now we're all fucked, and we're, mm-hmm. we're probably going to get caught eventually. Yeah. So Bob took himself out. Uh, you know, Brian unfortunately just failed on his task. But it apparently, it, it sounds like he didn't want to do it once once it came down to the it interesting came time thing is, to to do it.
0: Everybody said that they thought the bomb was fake.
1: It wasn't, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> wasn't. That's
0: because I think Bill and Marjorie are the ones that made the bomb. And they didn't tell anybody it was real.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but... That doesn't really say Brian's innocent. You know, Brian definitely probably didn't know the bomb oh, yeah, was real, sure. but Brian definitely was showing up for meetings, Yeah,
0: you know, and... and well, e- even... So, like, the interesting thing about this, is it's a lot of he said, she said. 100%. Uh, so, like, 100%. we don't really know if Brian was at that meeting. 100%. That's just what Ken...
1: So, the only thing that contradicts what I believe, which I believe they all were accomplices, and at the end of the day, the heist just started falling apart, and, mm-hmm. you know, they started... You know, they had to do what they had to do, or they, yeah. they had to do what they thought they had to do to do um the only thing that contradicts that is brian had no evidence at his house yeah relating to it i don't know i, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we don't know everybody involved died yeah. or dies and it's yeah.
0: weird
1: Well, not ken is he oh, still yeah, alive not Ke- i think he, so he, uh, yeah yeah well i mean he, he was in jail he's yeah. doing life in jail so he's basically dead cocaine <laughs> uh he's doing life in jail but yeah you're yeah. right yeah marjorie died but what did she die of um, cancer, cancer, cancer. Mm-hmm. So did Bill.
2: Yep.
1: There's so many people I'm trying to. And there's so many bees. And, yeah. you know, Bob Brian, and Bill. I was <laughs> <Bob Brady laughs> like, fuck. So I'm trying to remember. Bill died of cancer. Brian uh, died by a bomb. Um, Bob killed himself. Maybe. Marjorie died of cancer. Um. Oh, and uh, what was the last guy? Scott. Scottfield. Scott. Stockton. Stockton. There he is. Yeah. Stockton. Uh, he was. He just. Yeah, he ratted him out. Participates in yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of right. He's trying to help the bomb. <laughs> they got his feelings hurt. Good for him. I hope he's doing good. But, okay, yeah, Stockton, and then um, and Ken. He's married now. Stockton,
0: yeah, good for him. Got out of prison. He's married now. He denied
1: it. He had, it had was... to do some time, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said for unrelated. Unrelated. Charges. Charges. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, so I, I do feel like they were all in on it and I think it just fell apart. That's that's the story that I'm gonna believe. Yeah. And it fell apart and I mean and too. and I do believe Marjorie Marjorie was the, the the head honcho. Um probably made the hard decisions, probably decided like, oh yeah, James gotta go, you know, Brian's gotta go, and shit like that. Yeah. Um so I definitely I definitely I, I think it was just a high gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: good That's story good, man thanks yeah it was a it's definitely a interesting one there's no. a lot like i said definitely look it up because there's a lot of yeah little small things the pizza bomber
1: the pizza bomber all right mm, right on so that will be that okay well and fuck yeah now that was those that was man yeah definitely look up that story the pizza bomber man in 2003 is what 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 date was it was it it was september right Oh, shit. I just wanted to see. I I think it might be a year or literally a year before. Oh, no, no, no. It would have been four years before my. Is it September 3rd? It was August 28th. Oh, okay, August 28th. My yeah. man, my man. Well, I mean, hey, appreciate that story, man. And appreciate everybody who stuck around. That was a juicy fucking episode. <laughs> that's because we cut down the fucking intro, too, yeah. man. Uh, well, guys, uh, once again, I appreciate y'all tuning in to our 18th episode of the Drink with the De- Dead podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that's going to be the DWTD podcast. Nice! Yeah! <laughs> I want you to know that halfway through your story, I looked up our Instagram. <laughs> So that I could remember the fucking, <laughs> the fucking name. Um, show us some love on there, man. Um, you know, uh, leave a comment if you want or no, don't. I don't give a fuck. you fuck. Know, send, send us a DM. You know, request to see my face. I don't care. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, guys, we're going to catch you on the next motherfucking episode.